Welcome to another installment of Sleep Talk, brought to you by Custom Sleep Technology. Recorded at Royal Fox Studios here in beautiful downtown Shelton, Connecticut, where we try and bring you information about sleep that's useful, entertaining, and fun. In addition, every so often, we'll have a variety of guests who come out to talk about their sleep experience, sleep studies, data, and new developments in the sleep community. Welcome, everyone, to another edition of Sleep Talk. Today, uh, we're going to talk about daylight savings time, which just happened on March 13th, and the effects that has on our body. And today, the, uh, the owner of the studio that we record our podcast, Royal Fox Studios, is going to join us as well. So, uh, so welcome, Lou. Thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure. Excellent. So I'm going to talk about a couple of different uh, articles that I found uh, concerning daylight savings time. One is why daylight savings time may be bad for your brain and your health. Uh, This was written in October of 2020 by uh, Dr. Joseph Takahashi. He is the uh, chairman of the Department of Neuroscience at the University of Texas uh, Southern Medical Center. So this guy knows, he knows what he's talking about. So it may have a neurological impact the daylights on the on the human body absolutely it okay. does. yeah absolutely so um what's interesting is his his research in his lab uh discovered the first circadian gene in mammals genetic genetic so the circadian rhythm that we all have are like habitual sleep patterns have a or genetically encoded into our dna into our dna wow and in all the cells in our body so this, uh, this twice-a-year desynchronization, as he calls it, of our body clocks has been linked to increased health risks such as depression, obesity, heart attack, cancer, and even car accidents. So daylight savings is making people fat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's, um, it may be contributing to okay. it. But um, so he discovered... Uh, he and his colleagues discovered the clock gene, the first circadian gene in mammals. Hmm. And it, it's determined that mutated clock genes can cause delays in circadian functions, which in turn can lead to dysfunction in metabolic, behavioral, and cognitive abilities. So each cell in our body keeps track of time. Hmm. And changes in daily patterns can trigger stress in our brains, and cause sleep deprivation, disorientation, and memory loss. Wow. I know for me, when I change the clock, I'm messed up for 48. Yeah, two days minimum. Yeah, two days. Uh, it's worse going the other way when we go from daylight savings to standard time. Yep. That really messes me up. And I, really, I, feel, like, I feel like I've had a hangover. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, there's not really too much you could do about it. I mean, you have to either get an extra hour or or you lose an hour or I don't know. Well, I think what this is saying uh, is that our bodies are so acclimated genetically 
to the to the rise and fall of the sun of daylight that it doesn't matter how we try and catch up on the sleep that we've lost yeah it's interesting we have the biological rhythm that we're always trying to keep in like homeostasis yeah absolutely absolutely um dr takahashi discovered this gene first in mice uh that regulate sleep uh, he uncovered two genes in mice that control how much rapid eye movement or REM sleep and non-REM sleep is needed. A healthy sleep pattern should include long stretches of non-REM, right? We talked about this in an earlier podcast. Yeah. When the brain is not actively dreaming and processing memories. With this knowledge, they can begin to understand why sleep is important in our health and how to improve our sleep hygiene. I've never heard that term before, sleep hygiene. Hmm. For the 15 to 20% of people in the U.S. with sleep disorders, that means... That's a large population. There are 330 million people in this country. That means that 66 million people suffer from... You're very good at math, ...sleep Bob. disorders. <laughs> I wrote it down. Oh. <laughs> And, you know, the, the particularly when environmental factors such as daylight savings time disrupt our health. Wow. So, I didn't realize it was such a large part of the population. A huge part of the population. So scientists around the world continue to delve into the effects of daylight savings time, uh, the topic uh, that has also sparked legislative debates. Hmm. Um, I'll sign a petition. Yeah. <laughs> Permanent daylight savings time, which is what they're talking about, is not recommended by, by the scientific community. Studies have shown that residing on the most western border of time zones, okay, so that's when the sun sets the latest, mm -hmm. which is similar to being on daylight savings time, is associated with increased risks of cancer rather than on standard time that they believe is the optimal solution. Wait, so can you break that down a little bit? Well... So you're saying that there's an increased risk of cancer if if we continue with daylight savings the way that it is? or if, if in, in making daylight savings time, going on daylight savings time, and keeping it there. Oh, I see. Not reverting back. Not reverting back. Okay. Not changing the, the, the time. And that could have a health impact on the society exactly and, and and why is that only because eventually over time the cycle would mess up our circadian rhythm and 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 as it's as as it said back here our metabolic uh activities yeah so hmm. you know anytime you know as you know lou every time something says cancer you know it always you know catches my eye hits be, home a little bit being a cancer survivor um, I always, I always try and understand what that means, and it's, and I don't, I don't know all the details or the biology of how that something like that would happen, but you know, going through the cancer, you know, going through chemo and surgery and all that, uh, if there's a, if there's something I need to be doing or should have been doing in my life mm. that could have uh, or that I wasn't doing that contributed to my cancer, yeah. I certainly would be doing it. 
Well, I imagine that like uh, with with the sleep cycle ruined and daylight savings time not being adjusted to our circadian rhythm, it puts a lot of stress on the body. And if your cortisol levels are high and your body's not regulating, I think stress might be, I'm, I'm not a scientist, might be the number one cause for the development of cancer cells besides, you know, other existential factors. Well, I've heard many times that uh, stress can cause cancer or contribute to cancer. True. Uh, I think so. You know, when I had, when I had my bladder cancer, uh, the doctors kept asking me over and over again, you know, had I ever smoked, you know, and I've never smoked. Okay. Never once. Um, Nobody ever asked me, you know, <laughs> how you sleeping, Bob? <laughs> How've you been sleeping for the last right. thirty years? You know, that's, that's a big deal. Um, but you know, there's a. Um, I got this off the uh, Congress.gov website, and there is a bill in front of Congress called the Sunshine Protection Act of 2021. Mm. Uh, it was uh, sponsored by uh, Vern Buchanan. Uh, of Florida. Just last year. Just last year. It was introduced January of uh, 2021. And uh, the latest that I see on this is that in February of 2021, it was referred to, now this is interesting, the Subcommittee on Consumer Protection and Commerce. Does hmm. that make sense to you? Consumer Protection Con and Commerce. Right. So they're viewing the sun as a a factor in sales, <laughs> right? Is that, uh, I, you know, they they say that you know when we're when we're in daylight savings time, it's good for business. Oh, I believe that. Well, I guess that's where they're sending this for approval. Um, hey, well, you know, whatever you have to do, follow the money, right? <laughs> follow the money. It doesn't make sense to me. Um, I would think it would be referred to the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Yeah, we're a little backwards, but you know. Money talks. Money talks. It's all about the money. <laughs> when is it slated for approval or not? It it doesn't say. Um, it's simply in the stat. The tracker says it's simply been introduced. It hasn't been passed by the House or Senate yet. Um, okay. So it's in the works. But um, so what this bill says is this bill makes daylight savings time the new permanent standard time. So, so what we're on right now it never changes would be permanent. So what happens next year when we would have daylight savings time? Does the I mean does the the day just continue every year continually just change even more? It no it just it just stays exactly where it is. We never fall back. So the the time would the sun would set rise and set at the same time throughout the entire year, right? It wouldn't change. Is that what the idea is? Well, when when the um, you know the, the days get longer and shorter, right? Uh, so in the winter, when it's when the days are very short, uh, the time now is off significantly because right. we wouldn't have fallen back that one hour. So now it's much darker in the morning, right? So and that. That has, you know, we're going to talk about that. That's, right. that's going to have some some significant effects, primarily on on uh, school age kids. Hmm. Interestingly, there was an article just yesterday in the Wall Street Journal by Samuthra Reddy, Reddy, R E D D Y, 
the article is why permanent daylight savings time is bad for your health, sleep scientists say. Hmm. So what this says is permanently moving, and this is commenting on, on that legislation, permanently moving to daylight savings time is likely to cause more harm than good when it comes to your health. Researchers have bemoaned the biannual changing of the clock, saying shifting from one hour is linked to a slew of negative health effects, increasing, uh, including an increased risk of heart attack and stroke. That seems to be sort of the common theme, Yeah, uh, is heart attack and stroke. Wow. Uh, but when the U.S. Senate recently considered the bill to make daylight savings time permanent, sleep experts became very alarmed. So what they're saying, what the sleep experts are saying, is the legislators picked the wrong time. Oh, they don't know what they're doing. <laughs> okay. You would so, think they would have consulted with the scientists, uh, you know, before they went ahead and put this legislation out there. You would think. Yeah. But our, um, our internal clocks are connected to the sun, which aligns more closely with permanent standard time, what we're on in the, in the winter time. When the clocks spring forward, our internal clocks don't change, but are focused to follow society's clock rather than the sun. So daylight savings time is like permanent jet lag. Yeah, I was going to say, this all sounds very similar to jet lag. Very much so. And I, I've, had, I've had severe bouts of jet lag when, uh, primarily when I flew from Asia back to the U.S., uh, that one or two weeks that I was in Asia, as you know, as I kind of reset my body clock, right. boy, when I got back, when it was time to fall asleep, I fell asleep no matter where I was wow. and what I was doing. My body just literally shut down. Hmm. Um, there's a physician at uh, Indiana University, and he's also a sleep, uh, sleep expert, Dr. Rishi. He was one of the authors of a 2020 position statement from the American Academy of Sleep Medicine supporting standard time, not daylight savings time, to be permanent. Um, of the three choices, you know, permanent daylight savings time, permanent standard time, or switching back and forth like we do, uh, he thinks that daylight savings time is the worst solution. Um, uh Phyllis Z, who's a professor of neurology um, at the uh, Northwestern University Feinberg School of Medicine, also agrees. She also says many of us like when the clocks arbitrarily move on a, uh, on the hour ahead. You know, in the in the spring. Um, you know that we it means that spring is here. I Summer, lost an hour of work that night. Summer, <laughs> that's true. Uh, summer is coming, uh, more light. It's great for socializing. Mm -hmm. And here I think she hits on uh, why Congress is proposing this. It's good for many businesses. So Professor Z says that uh, sleep researchers say permanent daylight savings time means we are always an hour off from our internal clock in our bodies, which disrupts our circadian rhythms Sleep in all the biological systems. Changing the clocks has been linked to short-term increases, and this is also very common, 
car accidents, medical errors, and again, heart attacks and strokes. Wow. Research suggests uh, there may be also more sustained negative health impact linked to the chronic circadian misalignment during permanent daylight savings time, including increased risk of metabolic and cardiovascular diseases, and again, cancer, in areas where the sun rises later. Wow. They're being that specific. I imagine they got quite a sample size of, of like people for the study and you know, have the control groups and everything. It'd be really interesting like to look at the data for this. It would really be interesting to talk to somebody who does sleep studies. I'd like to see the difference between the control group and like all the all the other groups to see how um, how significant the, the difference is. Yeah. For sure. Although I, I got a little sidebar. I can tell you that when I was in the hospital recovering from my surgery, uh, they didn't care about your sleep. Oh, not at all. They woke me up at between 4.30 and 5 o'clock every morning. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't wait to get out of that hospital to get a decent night's sleep. Yeah. I'm guilty. I'm, gu- <laughs> I'm guilty as charged. No one, yeah, people don't sleep where I work. I feel so bad waking everyone up. Uh, it's awful. Our internal circadian clocks are in nearly every cell in our body and influence everything from hormone levels to blood pressure. Disrupting this internal clock by even an hour can throw us off balance. So Professor Z is agreeing with, and her research is showing the same thing uh, that Dr. Takahashi has said back in 2020. And are these peer-reviewed studies, or are they just independent out of the university? Uh, it doesn't say where they're peer-reviewed. Yeah. Um, but again, these are these are uh, the data is just in line. The like every study you see, like it's all unanimous. Yeah, absolutely. And I've read many of these types of articles, and they all say the same thing. Um, Aaron Flynn Evans, who was a circadian researcher. Uh, and a consultant to the uh, American Academy of Sleep Medicine says that day after day of eating at the wrong time, being active at the wrong time, sleeping at the wrong time, all this builds up into longer-term health effects. Oh, boy. The uh, American Academy of Sleep Medicine issued a statement following the Senate's Sunshine Protection Act, which would make daylight savings time permanent, and pointed to the 2020 position statement in support of permanent standard time. You're making me want to quit my job, Bob. Well, <laughs> You're scaring me now. <laughs> it's, it sounds like, you know, they told uh, Congress to put that bill where the sun doesn't, doesn't shine. shine. Oh, my God. I can't believe you just said that. <laughs> uh, Rolling thunder. <laughs> One of the big problems with permanent uh, daylight savings time is that in the winter, the sun will rise later and many school children will be going to school in the dark, right? Yeah. We see these kids out at the school bus. I remember waiting outside in the dark for the bus to come. Yeah. I, I always had a ride. I, you know, I've never been on a school bus. Not one time? Never. 
you're not missing anything. My my, my school didn't have school buses. We it was a you know a, I, don't, I don't want to brag. It was a, a private one school. of those private oh, schools. Oh, yeah, I won't know. tell anyone. And uh, they didn't have school buses. <laughs> you didn't ride your bike to school. Uh, I was uphill both ways. Oh boy, even in the winter. <laughs> now on the um, so so this becomes an issue. So when you think about it, on the western edge of let's say the eastern time zone in Indiana, for instance. The sun won't rise in the winter until 9 a.m. So we're basically putting these kids two hours off from their circadian biology okay. if they're following you know, the, the rise and fall of the sun. Permanent daylight savings time could be particularly difficult for teenagers who biologically have a delayed internal clock, which makes them get tired later at night and wake up later in the morning. So early school start times already disrupt their natural rhythms. So permanent daylight savings time would ex- simply exacerbate the problem. You know, that's a whole nother subject uh, about moving, you know, school times to being later in the day. Oh, the kids would hate that. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they would. And the parents would hate that. Um, again, that, that becomes an issue with business. Mm-hmm. You know, what do you do with the kids? You know, you got to be in the office at eight. Oh yeah. The kids have to be, the kids have to be in school at seven. You know, what happens if they become, uh, they go to school an hour later? You know, it, it, it always has, um, you know, financial, uh, yeah, impact. Impact. yeah. So Dr. Z says, uh, children and adults alike need sunlight in the morning to train circadian rhythms to wake up to be alert in the morning, and to fall asleep and stay asleep at night. Mm. Um, so that's, I mean, that's a lot of, that's a lot of information, a lot of um, things that can happen in our bodies simply by changing, you know, the time that we put on our clocks. Yeah, I mean, we're all, we have to be in rhythm with the rise and setting of the sun, essentially. That's the I mean, way that, it's been since we're biologically wired. Yeah, since man came about. I, I wanted to ask you a question. How how long has daylight savings been in place for? I'm not exactly sure, but I think it started sometime around World War Two. I think I'm gonna Google it real Google, quick. Google Google it up. Let's I, see. I, I'm guessing it was sometime around earlier in the uh you know, in the 1900s. Let's see. I ima- I can't imagine what kind of event would trigger society to put this into place. When did daylight savings start? Google says. Oh, okay. Well, it's not showing me when. Uh, when did daylight savings? D. Oh, daylight savings was first implemented in the U.S. With a standard time act, a wartime measure for seven months during World War One, in the interest of adding more daylight hours to conserve energy resources. Interesting. So I was off by one world war. And then it does say a year-round daylight savings time was implemented in wartime again during World War Two. So it first in World War One, and then re-implemented in World War Two permanently. Okay, so I wasn't. You were right. You were right. right. Okay. Interesting. Good to know. Yeah. So, 
Dr. Takahashi has some tips to manage daylight savings time transitions. So these are these are common. We've heard these in the past. You know, uh, make a gradual shift. A few days before the time change, go to bed and wake up 10 to 15 minutes uh, later each day to help your body adjust slowly. Stick to your sleep schedule. Once the clock changes, try to keep things as normal as possible. Get up and go to bed at your normal times. This doesn't apply to you, Lou. Yeah, unfortunately. Uh, working, working when everybody else is sleeping, these things don't apply to you. Yeah. Uh, the same goes for your other daily routines, such as eating and exercising. Maintain good sleep hygiene. Uh, a healthy bedtime routine can do wonders for your sleep. A few good sleep hygiene habits to follow include going to bed and waking up at the same time every day, not watching TV, and not, wa- and not browsing social media, avoid caffeine and alcohol in the evening, and not exercising before we go to bed. We've okay. heard these things many times. Hmm. Go out in the sun. Spend time outdoors during daylight hours, even if it's only for a quick walk over lunch, can help stimulate your body. Oh. I mean, I think that generates vitamin D yeah, definitely. in your body. Even uh, if the sun isn't out, you still get vitamin D through the clouds. Even right. even in the winter. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. So. And again, it, it talks it reiterates uh, you know, this thing about caffeine. You know. The morning cup of coffee is fine, but don't go overboard in the afternoon when you get to that sleepy part of the day. Bob, I'm hopelessly addicted to caffeine. <laughs> Makes two of us. <laughs> uh, and definitely stay away from caffeinated beverages in the evening uh, so uh, you can fall asleep when you're supposed to. Right. So all, all good suggestions. So I hope this information is helpful to you folks out there listening. And, um, you know, I just want to, uh, to uh, suggest uh, in conclusion that you, uh, you check us out on the web at customsleeptechnology.com and on Facebook, also at Custom Sleep Technology. You can also find us on Instagram where you can follow the uh, creation of our new space here in Shelton, Connecticut. And that's at hashtag custom sleep tech. And, uh, you know, just to uh, finish this up, why was Superman so busy after the sun rose in the morning? Why was Superman so busy after the sun rose in the morning? Because it was daylight saving time. What if no one needs to be saved? <laughs> Nobody needed to be saved? Maybe not that. Time. Well, you know, maybe he helps old ladies across the street. What, what, <laughs> so, with that, I wish you all the best and sleep well. Until next time.